The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. Hour number three, let's go to the phones, the Iris Network's hotline, Swain Event, Fuel by Dead and Barbecue. Let's get to Chris and JC. Did I get that right, Chris? Good morning. Hey, Chris. Long-time listeners. I've been listening for about five years. It's my first time calling in. I just want to thank you guys for what you do. Yes. I just had a quick question for you all. Yes, sir. With the bye week, we plan on getting injuries and people that are banged up back. But on the field, where do you plan to see the biggest improvement when we get back into action next week against Kentucky? Man, that's a good question. We had that question earlier early in the show. Um, and And – Ben talked about just the tackling, tackling improving. Uh, I asked, you know, how do you how do you work on tackling if you're not tackling? Um, and the way you do that is is make sure that you are in a good tackling position, working on the fundamentals, and you can correct those things. A lot of diving at feet, that's not going to work. Diving at legs, and you got to be able to run through run through arm tackles, uh, run your hands with your eyes up getting to the fundamentals of bringing down ball carriers when you have them. Um, the second guy, third guy, you strip the football, but you know we need to get m- back to game tackling. Orange Swarm is what um, you know, a couple staffs ago you know, used to go by. That's what we need to get back to. So I would say tackling. I think um, I think I throw and catch game, um, you know, us catching the ball a certain type of way, you know, high-pointing it. Um, I think Javante Payton had a pass against Ole Miss where he he high pointed it very well, um, and the DB was able to come in and knock it out. Uh, on that, you kind of want to catch it high and immediately snatch it away and tuck it real quick. And so, just things like that that you, that you want to work on. Uh, going back to the fundamentals, I think offensively, you know, just finishing blocks, man. Finishing blocks. We saw uh, at least when I was at the Ole Miss game, I saw you know an initial contact being made but not finishing blocks running your feet and driving guys back just I mean defenders are going to take your blocks and then they're going to shed it if you don't run your feet so you got to run your feet get your hands inside just the fundamentals um Chris man just 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 real simple stuff but and uh I mentioned this earlier in the show but when you when you prep so much for the opponent each week and it changes every week you sometimes just forget about working on yourself. And I think the first couple of days of this week is going to be about working on yourself, the fundamentals, the basics, you know, the second, the first week of fall camp, getting back to that. Uh, but there's, a, there's areas in every position where we can improve at, you know, running backs, working on um, long, long runs, working on long runs, getting our feet up, not letting, you know, one shoelace uh, tackle bringing us down, you know, quarterbacks, Pretty, I mean, Hendon's been pretty good. Don't lie about that. But just, you know, the accuracy, just continue to improve in, uh, in that area. Uh, tight ends, I mean, we've put the ball on the ground. You know, we haven't caught everything, so we got to be better uh, there. Defensive line, you know, helping with some of the, the quarterback runs. You know, that's that's really the whole defense there. But uh, just there's so many areas we can improve on. We are getting more out of less, no doubt about it. But we still can get better, and I think they'll do that this this week on top of getting healthy. So uh, those are just some quick thoughts. And then one more question. Yeah. Uh, I think Kentucky might be probably the second-best rushing defense that we've seen. How do you see our offensive line holding up against their front seven? I'm going to go ahead and hang up and listen to you guys' thoughts. Thank you. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Um, great talk. Tennessee's got to get healthy for that reason alone. Yeah, Georgia's going to be the first. Um, you know, Alabama don't have those those Jonathan Allen's like they used to, but they're you know pretty good. They did they did stop us rushing the football. I think we had our lowest rushing uh, output of the season, but it was without Hendon Hooker running a lot. But man, I mean Tennessee only had seventy eight yards rushing, only two yards and a half per rush. So um, Alabama, Georgia, Kentucky is going to be your hardest. Um, games to rush the football against, even though Ole Miss, I thought we would do more rushing the football than what we did. Uh, but I understand the K injury and, and you know, kind of how that impacted. 
but hopefully, like you just said, Ben, uh, the healthier Hendon is and the healthier our offensive line is, the more success I think we can have in a run. I'm not expecting us to just gash Kentucky uh, at all because they're, they're, they're a good rush defense team, but I am expecting us to be able to run the football in a way that makes them respect the run and be able to open up the pass and, and take advantage of a safety in the box uh, a time or two. So that's what I do expect. I don't expect us to just ride off 200 yards rushing. Uh, but, again, just, just be respectable. And, you know, hopefully we get f- four yards to carry at minimum. But you have to understand Kentucky is a good football team and a rushing defense is one of their one of their strong suits as well. It's what Mark Stoops has always done best. Pride at, itself on at that. At Kentucky. That mm-hmm. front seven is – is really good. They they are legit. You you can question Kentucky as a whole. You you can question whether they are a legit good football team. The one thing you can't question is that defensive front. They are legit. Twenty seventh in the country, only allowing one hundred nineteen yards per game. So the teams are that are in front of them in the SEC. Are Mississippi State, Alabama, Georgia. Georgia's number one. Alabama's number two. Mississippi State, which is weird, is nine. And then you have Kentucky, 27. Got to get healthy. Yep, got to get healthy. Tennessee missed Cade Mays on, on Saturday. Best offensive lineman going up against... Alabama, you, you missed Cade Mays, and I thought you could definitely tell that Hendon did not have the gear that we were used to seeing from him in previous games because of that knee injury that he suffered against Ole Miss. I, I thought you could tell that it wasn't necessarily bothering him. It's just he didn't have the same giddy-up, uh, same elusiveness, same burst. I, at least I, I didn't think that he did. So let, let's, get, let's get Hendon healthy this week. Let's, let's get Cade Mays back. Let let Cooper continue to get even healthier after getting back against Alabama, and that that's to me the biggest thing is just getting guys back to to where they're not having the gut through playing. Yeah, it was it was it was certainly different. But let's get back to the phones. We've got Jay. Jay, good morning. Guys, good morning. What's up, man? I'm uh sitting here enjoying this. Nice, cool weather, Swain. So, uh, you know, I got a little polar bear in my blood, so I, I like this cooler weather. Cooler than the polar bears, toenails? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, they, those young kids don't know what that what that's from, Swain. Nah, they don't know nothing about that. They'll have to Google it. I ain't telling them. I ain't doing their work for them. <laughs> hey, uh, guys, I was kind of thinking about the future uh, on this, you know, in the bye week, kind of, you know, and where Tennessee's going and where they're going to be next year. When I think about it and where we're going to be from a roster standpoint, you know, obviously fans just expect linear improvement because that's how they are and they just want, you know, you were this this year, you better be that much better next year. And if you're not, you're doing a terrible job. That's just kind of how they see it. But to me, are we not going to pretty much kind of have the same roster issues because we're going to be losing some key guys. And I know we got a recruiting class coming in, but you can't rely on just a bunch of true freshmen. Um, to me, when when I look at what this roster might potentially be next year, it just seems like we're kind of going to be around roster wise at six, seven win range, maybe eight. If we're if we're if it's a really good year, what do, what do y'all think? I mean, I look at this. I look at the schedule, and listen, our roster is not going to be you know night and day different. It should be better because you'll have a roster that will be the second year inside of a new, you know, uh, uh, this system. Not going to be new necessarily mm-hmm. new for them. And then you will add some more pieces um, that you have attracted in how you have played this season too. So um, mm-hmm. I think it'll be I think it'll be better, and I think the schedule is more favorable. So I, I look at that win total, and you know, I see I see I see seven to eight regular season wins. Looking at this, are we going to BYU? Is that our thing next year? At next Pittsburgh. year, next no, we're going yeah Pittsburgh. I think BYU is oh, the, at, at the, the next yeah. year. BYU is the next year or the year after 23, 24, 25, uh, okay. somewhere. And there, do we, we not have a game with Oklahoma? I thought 
Is that not coming up sometime in the next few years? It was supposed to be last year. Uh, I think we have another series oh, in like 26, right. right. 27. I think at the end of the decade, Tennessee and Oklahoma play. For what? That's right. I think we have one with Nebraska unless that got canceled. Nope, you're, you're, you're right. Um, I'm trying to pull up future FBS schedules, which is a an yeah. awesome website for future scheduling. I think Wisconsin's on there as, as well. Wow. Let's put Clemson on there, man. Let's put them oh, on right now. Clemson I in the bowl am, game, right? Yeah. I am the Duke praying we Mayo's get them in bowl. the bowl game. Right. Yeah, this, Ooh, this year. Let's play them this year. Game. Here's what we got coming yeah. up, Jay. Yeah. We got uh, at BYU the year after uh-huh. next. So at Pitt That's next beautiful year. beautiful setting. Yep, at BYU in 2023. Home against Oklahoma in 2024. Mm-hmm. We don't go to Oklahoma because that game got canceled last I'm tired year. I play Oklahoma, man. I, I am too, but maybe we'll finally beat them for for once. Twenty twenty might be motivated. Yeah, he he will be very motivated. Maybe he'll be the head coach at Oklahoma. Boy, you better stop. Man. I'm just kidding. Twenty twenty five Tennessee opens against Syracuse in Atlanta. That'll okay. be interesting. Twenty twenty six at Nebraska. Twenty twenty seven home against Nebraska. Twenty twenty eight open the season with West Virginia and Charlotte. And that's all that's I, I hate on that. there right now. Well, that's a that's a Philip former deal, so you can thank him for that. I, I you know, I'm so for home and home. I, I think the best the best thing about college football is the traditions, the different environments. You know how Big Ten mm-hmm. football is different mm-hmm. than SEC, and going to the different environments. I think that's awesome. I, I, these stadiums that or these games at the Panther Stadium. That's just I, that's so stupid. I, you know, but anyways. Um, when, Jay, when we were talking about schedules earlier, when, when we were looking, my thought uh-huh. was seven to nine because Boston, Regular season win? Yes, seven to nine, somewhere in that range. And, and I know that's kind of broad uh, or a large range, but I feel like that's fair considering it's it's October of the, but, the season but, before. But, Ben, aren't we – I mean, look, we're losing Velas Jones. We're losing Javante Payton. We're probably going to lose Cade Mays. We could lose – I mean, we're losing some – Dude, I think you can go we'll get, get another Javante Payton. You can go get another Javante. Yeah, and, and look, I I get that. I just it's it's the schedule for no me. No offense, Javante. Ball State, Pittsburgh, <laughs> Akron, South Carolina, yeah. Vandy, Missouri. Okay, that's six right there. Kentucky could be your seventh. I, I UT Martin. I mean, you, you've got seven. I think that's seven ish, seven or eight. I, I lost count trying to do it quickly. Um I mean, those, those are all get, wins. And then you get a Florida and LSU program that, that are in flux. Georgia yeah. and Alabama are the only ones that, that I go into the season thinking, okay, well, that's probably a loss. But Florida and LSU are very gettable next year. At least it looks like it right now. Well, I think Hendon's going to come back. I, yes. I, I think Hendon's a really good college quarterback, but I don't think he's ever going to be a highly rated NFL prospect. So, and that's okay. I, you know, I. And, and and that's fine. Yeah, that's and, okay. And I'm not saying he, he can't go play in the league, but um, so I think he's going to come back, but um, which which will be a big help. I think I think that pretty much puts the writing on the wall for Joe Milton if that happens. But mm-hmm. um, you know, so I it, it's going to be interesting. But I you know another thing about scheduling is what happens with these pods. You know, because it sounds like from Sankey's comments, these pods when. Whenever that happens, because I know they want to get Oklahoma and Texas in as soon as possible. You know, how does that change our scheduling and stuff like that? And and this is this is the only thing I'm gonna say. I'm gonna get off here. If we're gonna do it by geographical region, then let's just go ahead and put Kentucky, <laughs> South Carolina, and Vanderbilt in our pod. That's what I'm voting for. I mean, I don't see a problem with that. Are y'all cool with that? So we can I'm... avoid this Alabama. Uh, beat down the annually. <laughs> I, well, I ain't trying to avoid Alabama, but I see what you're saying. Um, but I like I like that those three teams in the pod. I, I ain't no disagreement with that. Um, you know, South Carolina's just three three hours away. Um, you look at well, Georgia is just well, Georgia's like four hours away. Atlanta's three hours away. But hey, what's the difference, right? Kirby thinks University of Georgia's in Atlanta, anyways. Uh, I like that. I like those pods, Jay. Let me just let me just tell you that. <laughs> let me just tell you that. Eight six five two hundred fifty five oh three. It's time for our 
weekly catch up with our guy Austin Price of VolQuest.com. Join us on Tuesday. AP, good morning, sir. I've been like watching you break down or listening to you break down GPS distances from city to city. Well, you know, we had a caller call in and, you know, talking about the pods and it's pushing for Vanderbilt, South Carolina, and uh, Missouri, Missouri to be <laughs> to, for us to be in the same pot as those guys, and I'm 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 all for it, man. I'm all for it. Uh, AP, yeah, man, that's probably not going to happen. No, man, no, not the not the way uh, the calls have been going against Tennessee lately. I can pretty much promise you that, man. Don't don't expect that anytime anytime soon, my friend. Um, this weekend or last weekend, Tennessee took on Alabama. Uh, what's what's kind of been the the word with the recruits? The previous week had a nice showing against Ole Miss, even though you you came up short. Uh, but you you saw the improvement. You saw how close Tennessee can be to beating some of those um, teams. Alabama, um, you, you hang you hung tough. You played your butt off. Uh, you had them worried there at the beginning of the of the third quarter, and things kind of fell apart at the end of the third quarter. But you know, kind of what was the recruits' take on what they saw Saturday? Well, I think most recruits, especially, and, and really the ones you're talking about are the 23s. I, you know, because uh, a lot of the haze in the bar, now there'll be still some, you know, movement in the 22 class, but I mean, the 23 class is kind of like this fresh canvas that you get to paint yourself. And, um, you know, it's kind of like, um, you know, Somebody asked last night in the Monday night chat on VolQuest, and I don't know if Ben saw this, but uh, of course um, so. somebody, somebody asked about, well, there's so many questions. There's a lot of them I don't see. This is Ben. Um, so so uh, somebody asked about, like, you know, you know Tennessee, or made this comment that Tennessee got really lucky with Josh Heupel and the energy he brought to the program, and blah, 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 blah. And, and my response back to the person was, you know, it, it's kind of energy that, you know, he has you know, put the work in on that he's, that, that, you know, it's not like, you know, if, if Tennessee had hired a, a, a more uh, kind of sexy hire, there would have been a different type of energy. Like, this is kind of like Josh Heifel's earned the energy that's around the program with the fans and the players and everything because of the hard work they put in. Because, you know, for the first five, six months that Josh Heifel was here, there was no energy. It was very dead because fans had what, witnessed 12 or 13 years the same revolving door stuff and gotten their hopes up and had them dash, got their hopes up and had them dash. And I think they took a much more wait-and-see approach, which is why I think you've seen the fans really gravitate towards this team because it's kind of been organic and natural. Um, so same thing in, in recruiting. Um, you know, the 23 class is kind of getting to see firsthand, like, you know, you know, Tennessee was terrible last year, and they're really, you know, I mean, they're 4-4, four four, but they're really competitive, and, you know, they're doing something with, you know, not a whole lot of talent. I mean, the, the 23s fit. The 22s, they're, they're more worried about, okay, I've got to get this decision made. I mean, signing days in eight weeks. And so, like, yes, you can have an impact on the, the current class, but I think more so the 23s. Um you know, again, there's going to be some movement in the 22 class, um, you know, between now and signing day, um, whether it be additions or subtractions or both. And, uh, you know, I, I just think that right now the, the kind of the vibe of recruiting is with the 23s, and it's been, I think, really, really positive. Austin, how much do you think Scott Frost impacted – the sexiness of the Josh Heupel hire to to what you were just talking about. And I, I asked that because, like, when you look at what Heupel did at UCF, it's it's very similar to what Joseph Fuente did at Memphis, to what Mike Norvell was was doing at Memphis. Um, you know, Eli Drinkwitz, Shane Beamer, they, they come in because they're with a lot of hype because they're media darlings, and, and media members love those guys because they – they give them a quote, but all, all these offensive coaches that are hot and up and coming, that they, they become these sexy hires. That was Josh Heupel. Do you, do you think Scott Frost going undefeated and, and then bolting and then Heupel winning only 10 games after Frost maybe impacted the, quote, sexiness of the hire? 
Well, that and the fact that, you know, Josh is not real dynamic uh, when it comes to talking to the media. I mean, he's just not. I mean, that's, that's you know, that's just his personality. I mean, he's he's never going to be, you know, a soundbite machine or, you know, you know, pop off and kind of get a zinger in on somebody else. I mean, that's just not how he operates. And so, you know, that that right there alone, to me, Ben, like, makes it, um, you know, I guess less of a, you know, flashy hire um, compared to others. You know, um, he just, he, he lets kind of his, you know, hard work do the talking. You know, it's kind of like the, like the player that trash talks versus the player that doesn't. You know, both of them can have success. One of them is going to get a little bit more notoriety because of the way he talks than the other, uh, or at least a different type of notoriety. And so that, that's kind of Josh Heupel. He just, he just kind of goes about his you know, business. He, he puts his nose down. He works. Um, last night he spoke at the uh, Memphis Touchdown Club and, uh, you know, uh, was told by a couple of people that were there he did a really nice job, um, you know, and, you know, he, he's very capable. Um, and I think he's probably better in that setting than he is talking to us because, you know, he's, he's always like trying to think like, you know, how can I, you know, how can I keep it all internal and how can I focus on, you know, not getting too much information out and, and all that. So, um, I think most of what you're saying is just the fact that he's just, he's more reserved, um, and more methodical in his approach when it comes to, you know, how he does things overall, not just, uh, not just, you know, scoring points, you know, and, and doing things on the field, but just how he handles himself in all facets. AustinPriceVolQuest.com at AustinPriceList on Twitter. We had a couple questions about this earlier in the show. I'll ask you. Bye week, obviously it's a time to get healthy, heal up, all that good stuff. What are some things that you've seen in the first eight games you think Tennessee will spend uh, the most time looking at to correct? Well, I think that you know they would love to continue to add depth. Now, that's easier said than done. I mean, now they they pushed Jeremiah um, Crawford last week, the offensive lineman, really really hard, and they've been pushing him hard the last few you know weeks. Um, but they don't have enough, or it doesn't seem like they have enough. Mm, I don't trust is not the right word because I, I I think they all trust their players. I think it's just confidence. They don't have enough um, patience to put him in. Um, you know, I, Dane Davis, I think. Because he's been here longer, um, knows the the playbook. I mean, even Crawford didn't arrive until into July. I mean, you know, it's extremely late in the, in the process. So, um, I think for you know Tennessee, it's continuing to build depth. Can they get to a point where they feel comfortable putting Crawford in against the Kentucky or somebody like that? If Cade's not back, I think Cade will be back. I think Cade is going to try to finish this season out really, really strong. Um, and not, you know, everybody's going to go, well, he wants to play against Georgia. No, he, I think he wants to play every game because, you know, I, I think he's genuinely having a good time. And let's face it, Kay's not going to be back past this year, barring something unforeseen. And, um, you know, I, he's got a month left to play with his brother. I mean, the likelihood is they're not going to be on the same team even if they both play in the NFL. So, you know, you want to relish, the next month if you're him. So I think he's going to really push himself to get back. And so I, I think that, you know, ultimately it's just continuing to add depth. The fact that Kamal hadn't played as much as he did the other night, that's a good thing. That's going to continue to build depth for him. Turnage has obviously played more over the last month. Um, you, you just got to find, you know, find a few more weapons. You know, and I think Tennessee's slowly doing that. problem is, is like a linebacker, they have no more weapons. It kind of is what it is, and Tennessee's going to have to have a you know patchwork deal there the rest of the season. Sounds like Walter Nolan may quit taking visits after his official to Tennessee for the Georgia game. Are you buying that, and how worried should Tennessee be about Texas A&M? Oh, ben, I guess, Ben, you're probably too young to Wayne, did you watch wrestling as a kid? I watched wrestling. Yeah, yeah, man. I still watch it. 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I understand you might have watched wrestling, but do you remember Sting, Ben? Yes. I've gone back and watched the so, documentaries and, and so old episodes. Sting's my favorite. Sting, Sting was my favorite. Sting, Sting's line was, the only thing for sure about Sting is nothing's for sure. And that's kind of Walter Nolan. The only thing sure about Walter Nolan is nothing's for sure. I mean, like, so no, I don't buy anything. You know, um, again, this thing could have 400 twists and turns between now and sign day. We used to have 1,000. Now we're at 400. Um, you know, Texas A&M is doing a nice job uh, with him. That's why he's been down there now twice in the last few weeks. Um, Tennessee is doing a nice job. They're the top two schools. Now, A&M feels like that right now they're getting it. And I couldn't argue that. I just know that, you know, it's never going to be locked in until the kid signs. Like, you know, Tennessee is in still a really good spot. I call them 1A, 1B. But who's to say that some other school comes in and says, hey, look at all these NIL opportunities. You know, now here's the deal. Schools technically can't do that. But we all know that stuff goes on behind the scenes. You know, and, and my point being is, like, you just never know how this thing could twist or turn between now and the mid-December. It just, it, again, right now it looks a certain way. That doesn't mean it'll look like that for the next month, month and a half. Yeah, let, let me know when signing day is here. <laughs> you think he's an early signing day guy or February? Yes, he's definitely an early signing day guy. And, 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 and here's the other thing. Swain, I don't want to hear that because I dealt with your J.J. Peterson questions for seven or eight months, and I wanted to go, just let me know when he shows up. So, so <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Good point. So, Where is he right now? Where is J.J. Peterson, A.P.? He's somewhere with Jai Eugene and Ulysses Alexander and any of the other ones. that have, uh, you know. So we don't really know. We don't know. Gotcha. He's in Juco somewhere. So he's in Mississippi. We think. Or Kansas. We think, yeah, we think he's in Juco. That's a good point. Jeez. Oh, well. Austin, man, good info as always. Bye week. Got a chance to kick your feet up a little bit. Get you a little mini vacay if you want to. (laughs) I wish. You know Normally on the bye week, I do go somewhere. But uh, this this year, because it's Halloween, I'm not. Because, you know, I want my kids to be able to trick-or-treat and do all that stuff. So They can trick-or-treat at Disney. Yeah. Nah, Disney Disney right now, is, uh, as much as I love it, it's, it's, that's not the spot for me right now. Too many people? And, um, so. Why? Because it's just packed this time of year? Uh, no, I love Disney at Halloween. Oh, and Christmas is my two favorite times to go. I'm just, I don't know. I'm just, I, I look forward to going back. I just, it's just not the place for me right now. Here's my I question, you. also. I got you. A and Josh Heifel. That was a Josh Heifel response. We got you. That was a Josh you Heifel response. You learned it from Heifel. Good job. Spend, spending too much time with him. How absurd is it, Swain, that in Austin Price's house right now, their Christmas tree is up? And it's not even Halloween. Uh, this this is what I know about Austin that uh, you know last year he put up the stuff really really early. This is what he does, and I mean, hey, uh, it's too much stuff to put up for a short shelf life. I get, I get it. I mean, I get so it. now, would I put it up before Halloween? No, would I put it up right after Halloween? Absolutely. But hey, when I'm out of town and my wife does it, and I don't have to do it. I'm not complaining. Yes, baby, you're right. It looks great, what, baby. What, whatever you want. I mean, I get a <laughs> kick out of the fact that when kids come to our house on Sunday for and say trick or treat, <laughs> behind me is going to be a Christmas tree. <laughs> say hey to Santa. Can he, I come by and get some candy? Here's your Kit Kat. Ben, kind of I, will throw, I will throw. I will throw. I will throw eggs at you. you oh, I know by. you would. 
You know, I, Austin giving out nachos and nacho cheese like Baker Mayfield. I, I, know, I know you would. Just like somebody on the text box earlier, we were talking about next year's schedule, and, and somebody was joking and said, Valquest, well, this, this Pittsburgh game's at Heinz Field. We know Ben would love to go, so we're, we're going to make Ben stay home in, in Knoxville. And my thought was, if AP has any say about it, yep, Ben will be staying at home for the Pittsburgh game next year. You know, Swain, I'm just glad Ben's in a good mood. The other night at Alabama, he was in a bad, terrible mood. You should have seen him after the game. He's uh, all mad. I'm proud of him. It's not true. I'm I, I'm proud of him. He's a bammer. He's a bammer at heart. <sighs> I'm going to fight you. He's, I'm about to punch you in your he's, throat he's right from, now. Hey, he's from Alabama. Let's quit spewing hate. He's from Alabama, <laughs> and he's a Tennessee vol at heart, and Tennessee lost to Alabama. He's supposed to be pissed off. That's, it mean, It just means more to Ben because he's from the state of Alabama. Uh, I don't think that's why he was mad. What did you say? I said I don't think that's why he was mad. I wasn't mad. That's why he's mad. I wasn't, I wasn't mad. Austin, last thing. What candy are you handing out, and what was your favorite Halloween costume that you had growing up? He's probably, he probably doing candy corn. Oh, Lord, I can't remember what I dressed up as when I was a kid. Stone Cold? Um, no, <laughs> Stone Cold, that's funny. Uh, I, don't, I honestly don't remember what I dressed up as a kid. It was too many years ago. Um, you dressed up as Coach Former? Showing your ass um, there. No. Uh, now, uh, as far as candy, whatever my wife purchased, uh, now I'll say this, my neighbor across the street, Rich Grindle, who is from Chicago, Illinois, he goes, by the way, he's from Chicago, and he is a Cardinals and Packers fan. Let that resonate. Born and raised Chicago. What um, and so. Packers. <laughs> How dare you? So, so anyways, um, he hands out full-fledged, like, legit Reese Cup or Kit Kats, like, full bars, like, now, that's somebody who does it right. Now, what about your favorite candy? Uh, my favorite candy? I, well, the ones I just named. Twig, Kit Kat, Reese's Cup, Snickers. Well, you, you sound like me. Any any Halloween candy is good candy. No, I mean, I don't do like, I, I want legitimate candy. I don't want candy corn. I don't want any of the little little things. I want I want I want it to be a legitimate candy bar, like you know, like little pieces of candy do nothing for me. I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm not a Milky Way guy. That's my dad. My dad loves Milky Way. Um, you know, but uh, yeah, I mean, if I had my, if you gave me like, basically Halloween through Easter, just give me the Reese's holidays. Give me the the pumpkins, the trees, the hearts, the eggs. Fresh peanut butter. You can't go wrong with peanut butter in any type of candy bar. It, it, it's absolutely delicious. Austin, we appreciate your time, my friend, and I will uh, see you here tomorrow. We don't have any media availabilities Monday or Tuesday, but we've we've got one tomorrow. We'll have Josh Heupel, 11 a.m. tomorrow. Can't wait. Looking forward to it. See you, buddy. See you, guys. This time is brought to you. His time is brought to you by Jennifer Morris of Keller Williams Realty, 865-257-7897. It's her telephone number if you're looking to buy, sell, or invest in real estate. Jennifer Morris, 865 at gmail.com. Hour 3, powered by Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. Be right back. Hour 3 of the Swain event is brought to you by the Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. Do you know your numbers? Feel like you again. Let us help. Is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. Hello, is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. What are you doing? Calling around to get the best rate on a car loan. Why? Everyone knows Alcoa 10 is the best choice to purchase a vehicle or refinance your current loan. And with low interest rates and 90 days to your first payment, it's a no-brainer. You can even apply online and sign all the documents from the convenience of your home. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. Alcoa 10 Credit Union. It's so easy. Go to atfcu.com for details. Rates are dependent on credit score and equal housing lender. 
when you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42st.com or give them a call at 865 382 7007 42nd Street Brand Strategy Design Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup or if you don't feel like leaving the house then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. Good morning, Swain Event crew. Fall is here, and according to the big box stores, it's Christmas time, too. This time of year is traditionally a busy one for the East Tennessee real estate market, and it will continue through the end of 2021 as well. Most people think the holidays aren't the right time to buy and sell. However, it is one of the best times to jump in the market. To find out more, just give me a call, Jennifer Morris, Keller Williams Realty, at 865-257-7897, or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. And go Vols! JC's Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. JC's will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. JC's Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. Litter is a big problem in Tennessee, but together we can do big things. We can make our cities, our waterways, our roads cleaner and safer. The Tennessee Department of Transportation is committed to reducing litter in our communities, but we need your help to do it. There are over 100 million pieces of litter in our roads at any given time, and it costs TDOT about $19 million a year just to clean it up. The first step to keeping Tennessee beautiful is to rally behind these three simple words. Nobody trashes Tennessee. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics, so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knoxville for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you. So you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. More and more Tennessee businesses are switching to Iris Networks for reliable, local, high-quality, high-speed business fiber internet. Iris provides direct internet access from 10 megs to 10 gigs with no payments for 90 days. Iris also offers next-generation business phones with work-from-anywhere capability from the mobile or laptop app. With local sales, support, and service, Iris is a partner in the community. 
Learn more at irisnetworkusa.com or call 865-448-IRIS. Iris Networks, a Tennessee business connecting Tennessee businesses. Hour three of the Swain event is brought to you by the Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. Do you know your numbers? Feel like you again. Let us help. The official UT license plate, now available at Tennessee County Clerk uh, locations across the state. $15 of your $35 annual specialty plate fee will go support student scholarships at Tennessee. For UT students, go to alumni.utk.edu slash license plate for more information. The official UT license plate, again, available County clerk offices across the state of Tennessee. Let's get to Jared. We went to Jared on line one. Jared, good morning. Don't do that to him. Good morning, gentlemen. How are y'all? What's up? What's up? Good morning. Good, good, good. Hey, first time caller. Been listening since back in the days. Swain and Rucker. Wow. It's about it's it's due. It's due. Wow, it is due, man. Golly, man. <laughs> you should have been calling a long time ago, but we'll, I know, we'll I take know. it today. All right, hey, so I got a question. Okay. Rumors are uh, K. Ron Calvert is getting a little better, right? And mm-hmm. that he could potentially play by the end of the season. So, a question I want to ask you is in a perfect world or, or maybe in an ideal scenario, what is the best five? Is it to take K. Ron Calvert, put him at tackle, slide Kate in, and Javante Spragans is on the bench? Or is it k Ron being your sixth man up and you run with your original five that you started the season with? Or it seems like Javante Spragans has had a really good season, so you hate to see him kind of over there on the side. But just curious what y'all's thoughts were on the best five if k Ron is available and really is 100%. And, uh, man, I'll hang up and listen off air. Thank you. Thank you for the phone call, Jared. Best five, uh, Ben, and this was the five that we – Expect to go into the season, and that was K. Ron at tackle, K. Guard, and K. is going to be a guard at the next level. Uh, he was hopeful to kind of show his versatility at tackle this year. I don't know how much it's helped him, uh, you know, to be honest. But you got K. K. To guard, and then you have Cooper at center, and then Carvin at guard, and then um, right at tackle. That would be what I'm thinking would be the the the, the best five if K. Ron is able to be the old K-Ron before the injury. I just would not bank on K-Ron coming back and, and being a bona fide starter. I, I think he's going to, to come back and, and chip in and contribute. I, I, don't, I, I don't think that him being a, a full-time starter as soon as he's able to is, is a reasonable expectation. Yeah. Just a, a tough injury to overcome. Going to have a lot of rust and – it, I mean, if he's ready, he's ready. But I, I just don't think he'll be 100% ready. And it's already November by the time he, he gets back. Kentucky, that, you know, next week, will be pushing it to even play in that game. So I, I just think he'll be a contributor more than a, a starter. Let's get to Vol Storm. Storm, good morning. Does Austin Price live in a Walmart? Um, already got the Christmas tree up. He does make a good point, though. Like, his wife put it up for him, and that that, that does sound like a win. Yeah, I mean, it, it, like, listen. Well, we anytime get... Austin can get out of doing real work, you know, he's going <laughs> to. Hey, hey, we get all this Christmas stuff. We got it hanging up in the, you know, sitting up in the attic or in the garage or whatever storage place you have your Christmas stuff for basically 11 months, and you put it up for just four weeks. So, I, you know, I, I, I understand why Austin – had it up early, and I definitely understand why he had it up early last year with COVID and all that stuff. So I won't give him too much crap about it. Too much. Too much. And uh, let, let's do a little dissection here. You notice that Austin said his neighbor gave away the full candy bar. Not him. No, nah, he ain't doing that now. He probably sticking his hand down to the kids to come trick-or-treating and uh, get candy out of their bags. Yeah, what what he does is he he puts in the mini version of a Snickers. And he takes out 
the full size Snickers from across the street. That's about right. <laughs> That's, That's probably what right. he does, right? <laughs> so I need you to be proud as I um, pass by that high school stadium known as um, Vanderbilt, whatever. You didn't say it correctly. I, I gave him the uh, Rashawn Golden. What school? Vanderbilt. <laughs> yeah, that was good, man. That was that came from deep. I can tell. That came from, that's from my chest. <laughs> you, came off my chest. You, you, you did. That was good. Good job. <laughs> and then it just so happens as I was passing by, uh, they were out on the practice field, so I gave them a big loud go balls. <laughs> you should have. You should go back by and roll your windows down and, and blast Rocky Top. <laughs> Guys, I'll be the compassionate one here. I watched the game when they played Mississippi State, and I watched their home crowd. I feel bad for them. No, Mississippi State no. fans were louder. Blight uh-huh. them kids. <laughs> F them kids. Man, they want to make little DVDs after uh, Pat and Robinette little danced into the end zone. I just feel bad, man. Butch. Blank them. I felt so. James bad. Franklin wants to throw up the the anchor, the Vanderbilt anchor down, whatever sign in in front of Johnny Majors. Johnny Majors. Blank yep. him and the rest of his school. They deserve all they getting right now. Mm-hmm. You're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're right. Thank you guys for talking sense into me. I mean, Memphis has a better football program than Vanderbilt. Having our head coach tugging up on their head coach. Spooning is the correct definition. Yeah, spooning. I, I try to be PG. Yeah, yeah. How dare me? How? Uh, what am I? What, am I, what was I thinking? What's wrong with you? I know, I know. Get them kids. All right. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of uh, Mississippi State, do we want Mississippi State to beat Kentucky this weekend or not? Nah? Uh, I don't really know. I don't really care because I know because I know Kentucky looks at Tennessee. As their Super Bowl, and I know they beat beat us down last year, but they that no, crowd they beat Derek Garantano last year. Whatever. Last time I checked, he had on Tennessee uniform. And can I throw rain on that parade? What? Uh, Kentucky looks at Florida as their Super Bowl, dude. It's gonna yeah. be rocking. It's it gonna is. be rocking. It is, but if we're being honest, Kentucky does not care about Tennessee. You can play they two care Super more Bowl. about Florida. They care about Tennessee, too. No, they care about Tennessee because Nothing how many games has Kentucky won against us in the past, I don't know, 20 years? I can count on one hand. Dude, like we, are, three. we are disrespectful to Kentucky's football program. They are circling the calendar, can't wait to sh- prove us wrong they are. and beat us. But Florida is their Super Plus, that might be. Plus, if you, you've forgotten – the fact that uh, Daddy Whoa. Barnes owns Calipari, and they hate that. Yeah, exactly. They can't stand Tennessee. So they can't wait for it to be a night game. They'll probably wear their black jerseys and the chrome helmets. They'll be ready to go. They won't wear oh. checkerboard jerseys? Oh, Whatever. God. I don't know. You know they like to steal things. So no, probably, they use checkerboard first. The, the, shut up. We, we made it our own. We just made it better, but they use it our first. checkerboard comes from Ayers Hall. Their theirs comes from an imaginary horse race. Well, I mean, they did they did use it first. We just we just use it better, and but, we've used it longer. They just use it first. But just because you use it first, don't mean that it's yours. They they Look, they used it and ditched it. When everybody thinks of checkerboard, they think of Tennessee. They don't think of Kentucky. And that is true. That, that that's facts right there. And and even though they used it first. Their fans get legitimately upset when they incorporate checkerboard into anything now because, like of what Volstorm just said, when you think of checkerboard, you think of Tennessee. That's right. They hate the checkerboard. Well, I think they've done it in the end zone once or, or this, twice before. Yeah, it's black and blue. It's hideous. Yeah, yeah they, they hate it when they do that. They hate it when they put it in the jersey because it reminds them of Tennessee. Well, because uh, Mitch Barnhart has no uh, original ideas. He has to steal a lot of ours. He's a vol at heart. Uh-huh. He got some he got some vol some vol um you know pass. He's just letting it out. Orange power. <laughs> Guys, I'm gonna get off here before I drop an F bomb like Marshawn Lynch. See you boys. <laughs> they knew what was gonna happen bringing on Marshawn Lynch. Anyways, we gotta go to the phones. We got triple O. Triple O good morning. First of all, Swain, we had it first. We used it in the nineteen thirties. <laughs> 
they didn't use it to the 50s. Uh, history, so, history says that they, that they had it first. That history says that Kentucky used it first. Well, there's disputing history. Just like back in the day, we used to have horse races here, just like they did. Well, they made it famous, and we didn't because we had horse races. In your, in your world, in your world, Triple O, the lines are seven and zero. No, in my mind, they own seven, but they should be two and five. So, first of all, I'm not talking about. Hey, first of all, let's don't get started on your piss poor Bears getting blown out by Tampa Bay. Three points. At least my team actually scored a touchdown this weekend. Your team scored a field goal. Whippy, 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 dude. Your team, you know, my team stinks. Your team Stinks worse. Whippy do. Whippy do. My team stinks just like your team. Whippy do. Triple yeah, What would it like to watch Stafford beat the Lions? I'm actually asking, not making fun. To be honest with you, it, it hurt because we wasted that man's career. Um, I ain't going to lie. I mean, don't get me wrong. That's my all time favorite quarterback. That's my dude, right? That's, that's my dude. Um, it hurt. But I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm happy that they, you know, next to the Cardinals who beat them. They're the second-best team right now in the NFC. It is what it is, right? It's a difference. Now I see, you know, and then everybody's talking about, well, Jared Goff is not a big drop-off. Okay, we're winless. If I had Stafford, I'd be 4-3 right now. I wouldn't be no 0-7. That's just facts, right? It is what it is. Jared Goff sucks. I mean, mean, we scored first, and we scored off a damn screenplay. And then on the other hand, we was up 10 to nothing. I mean, it's not like, you know, we should be winless. I mean, we should be like two or five. Let's just face it. That's what we should be. But we're not, right? Your record is what your record is. And it hurts because that's my dude, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's my quarterback. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm glad to see you do well. I mean, he's like the ex that you see him, you still, you know, you say hi to him and you respect him, right? Mm-hmm. That's what he is for me. He's the ex that I actually respect. Have you uh, have you picked out your Halloween costume? Man, my costume is a pissed off line thing, day in and day out. Man, my 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 costume don't change. I tell you what, my costume is going to be come come this uh you know this upcoming week is going to be pissing off Kentucky fans. I'm so sick and tired of Kentucky, and I got family members up there talking. Oh, don't get me wrong, man. Everybody's like, well, Kentucky's best this year, even during their okay. Put it like this: Let's give the last ten years his props, right? Our last, our worst 10 years since the 70s, right? Worst decade, you would say, involves football, right? Correct. They've only won three damn times. They won 30%. 30%. Now, I'm going to do some math today, right? That's Out of the times we've ever played Kentucky, right? They not even twenty five percent winning against us. He had to stop and take uh, uh, his The long pause over there. You was carrying the one, wasn't you? No, man. I'm talking about. Look at man. They got twenty six wins, eighty one losses. If they win on the sixth, they are finally at twenty five percent winning all time versus us. They're not even. I mean, they're worse than the Detroit Lions. They're worse than the Lions. Whoa. They're piss poor terrible. That's and speaking of, terrible. And speaking of, and speaking of, and speaking of piss poor terrible, I, this whole thing about Ole Miss and 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 I didn't get a chance to really rant about them. The last time that Ole Miss won the SEC, the last the last time they won the SEC, and let's talk about Mississippi because everybody's like, well, they ain't good for this and they ain't good for that. They ain't won the SEC since they had white and colored bathrooms. I don't want to hear nothing about Mississippi. I don't care about Mississippi State, F that state, F Bama, F every other team that ain't Tennessee. I'm so sick and tired of hearing about everybody else. And this whole SEC prize, and if I see one more person talking about, I still love Maine. I'm going to take my foot, turn it sideways, and stick it up that swamp donkey we're in. I am so sick and tired of this SEC prize. F them. They don't care about us. I don't care about them either. And every time I hear Dixieland Delight, I tell my brother and I tell my cousins who love Bama, it's about Granger County tricks. Oh, my goodness. So violent. You're choosing violent. I'm, I'm petty. I'm ready to be petty. Guess what? Everybody wanted Petty Kang back. Petty Kang is back. I'm out. Deuces. Love y'all. I do have some advice for you for Halloween, Triple O. I'm kind of scared to even share it with you because you might threaten to you know, put your – foot my butt too but this is what you do triple o 
You go to the liquor store. You get you a gallon of your favorite, whatever your favorite is. The reason why you get a gallon is because they're going to give you a big bag. It's going to be a paper bag. A brown paper bag won't be plastic. It'll be a brown paper bag because you're going to get a gallon of the good stuff, right? You're going to take that gallon of spirits or liter or whatever, and you're going to put it away. But you're really there for the brown paper bag because that brown paper bag, you're going to take, you're going to fold it, you're going to draw circles, you're going to cut out the eyes, and you're going to put it on. And you're going to be a Detroit Lions fan for, for Halloween. An embarrassed Detroit Lions fan. That's what you could be for Halloween, Triple O. That's what you do. That's what you need to be. 0-7. But man. Kentucky has gone winless in a season before. In 1982, they went 0-10. Yeah, they, they have. They, they have, man. They certainly have. Um, Low-T Center offers monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatments, providing convenience and additional health monitor measures for your health, including a take-home blood pressure monitoring cuff. Self-inject at-home treatments are now just $155 a month for self-inject or for um, you other folks that have insurance, you can rest assured that it will be covered by your health insurance most of the time. So if you're feeling tired, you're feeling grumpy, you notice weight gain or loss of muscle mass, these all can be signs of low testosterone levels, low thyroid, or even sleep apnea. So low T center can help determine the cause and help. It starts with the comprehensive health assessment though, folks. Lowtcenter.com, reinventing men's health care. So there's multiple locations in Tennessee. Go to the website, find the closest to you and Make those changes to feel like you again. Let's go back to the phones. We got Rusty to end the day. Rusty. Good morning, Rusty. All right, all right, all right. What's going uh, on, fellas? We are great. All right, all right, all right. Hey, so I, don't have, I have nothing now. I got nothing to talk about because Triple O used everything I was going to bring up, even the math. So I, I don't even know what to talk about. I guess we'll just uh, – We'll just say we'll see you guys in a week. We're going to get together, right? No. We're not. No, I, I don't want to hang out with C-Mac. Oh, yes, you are. I'll, he's listening. He's I know listening. he is. already going to start. Hey, we, hey, you went to the Dodgers and Braves game, right, in L.A.? Yeah. Who are you rooting for? The Braves. Uh, 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 uh. I just want to say uh-oh in there. Because the remix. But you, saw, but you saw I was wearing the orange, right? I did. I did see the photo. Yeah. Yeah, but I have my brave stuff on underneath. I'm surprised you were wearing your little sissy blue shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I know Gina likes to rock the new sissy blue shirts. <laughs> you know it. You know it. Sissy blue. They, the, the, Bru- the Bruins fall on hard times right now, too. Look, you moved to L.A., and they just can't win anymore. I know, right? I, it was us. We brought it to them. <laughs> you know it would be so petty if UCLA sent Ogeron a UCLA shirt with a note that says, hey, we got an opening for a, um <laughs> off-the-field assistant job. Analyst. Analyst. Chip <laughs> Kelly can help rebuild your career. Like, that would be so petty if UCLA no, did no, that. Known as the Butch Jones position. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That would be so petty, man. So wrong. <laughs> but funny. Oh, I love it. So Ben, Ben, who's who 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 do you got and how many games? Uh I don't know. Scrows or Braves. I was asked this question yesterday. You I, know. I don't You I, know. I, I don't know yeah, who's gonna do. win. You I don't have a feel. Yeah, you do. No, I don't know yeah, who's gonna do. win. You think the Astros gonna win. Go ahead. If I had if I had a gun to my head and had to make a pick, I think I would pick the Astros. But I I don't feel strongly about the Braves winning. I don't feel strongly about the Astros winning. I think they're pretty evenly evenly matched up. And if I had to pick, I'd, I'd probably say the Astros because they've been there before, and I, I don't have to worry about the moment being too big for them. Hey, well, I'll be home Friday, and uh, if you guys can get me tickets for for uh, maybe Saturday night's game, I'd really appreciate it. You know. I'm willing to spend 75, 80 bucks for uh, 
for you know lower lower levels. Y'all can hook that up for me. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll get right on that. World Series right. tickets that cost a grand. Right. Yeah, good luck with that. I know Swain's the one with all the connections though. So he's he's the one. You I, know, be I know. I know you're talking about. I know you're talking about. Who you got winning the the World Series? Oh 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 oh! Just give me a reason to sing it. Just give me a reason. You I'm gonna take canceled it. Canceled singing that and waving your hand like that. Oh 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 oh! Ain't that what Elvis used to do? What? Who used to do Elvis? Yeah, with the mic. Yeah, but he moved his head at the same time. So. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Go break your mic. <laughs> I don't need some blue suede shoes. I'm good. I think I got some Nikes up there that's blue. They're not suede, though. Jordan ain't come out with those yet. Look at all these middle fingers C-Max sending me. I mean, twice today. He sent me three middle fingers. Looks like cyberbullying to me. Oh, and there's another text. He sent me three texts this morning. I'm going to turn him into his, his, his work. That's so petty. Pay like that one lady on Twitter is like, I'm about to, I'm about to post a screenshot of football players flirting with me. Really? Yeah. That's our time for today. That's our time for today. Was he a good football player? This is our time for today. This is Swain Event, not Jerry Springer. We're about to go. We're professional here, Ben. Trying to keep it that way. Swain Event, Fuel by Dead End Barbecue. Hope you have a great day, a fabulous day. Be back tomorrow, 7 a.m. Peace and love tonight. Tennessee Prime at Gus's Fried Chicken. Hope to uh, see you there, hear you there. 7 p.m. We'll start the show. For Ben McKee, I'm Jason Swain. Peace and love. We are out.